We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. It is a That's the Bohemian Rhapsody of our generation. That's the Bohemian Rhapsody of our generation is (laughs) all the things she said by tattoo. Welcome to the Holy Hour. I'm Amelia Sampson. And I'm Liz Ball. I feel like I sing my name differently every episode Amelia now. Amelia Sampson. <laughs> I'm feeling show tunesy today. <laughs> so we've been recording for an hour and a half before we, just, we did this intro. Just realized we hadn't done our intro yet. Whoopsie. Um, oh, well, thanks, thanks for coming to Mass. Yeah, thanks for coming to Mass. We are so happy to see you in our pews. <laughs> As per use. As per use. <laughs> in um, our pews, per use. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we like, I don't, I, don't, I don't know. It's always a surprise to you guys and a surprise to me while I'm editing how this episode, how these episodes pan out. We, I literally I, never know what's going to happen. When I was leaving my house today, my dad was like, what's the topic for today? I'm like, we don't really do topics anymore. anymore. We always go with an intention. I think eventually we'll probably get back on topic. I think so too. I, I think once we have guests, it'll probably be a little Absolutely. bit easier to anchor our topics, but for now. And there's some things where I'm just like, I don't want to talk about this yet because I want to have a guest here to discuss this yes. with us. Same, same. So, and there's some stuff I want to revisit with guests, like porn. Yeah. Yes. And butt stuff. Butt stuff. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. A butt stuff expert but on it- the pod. <laughs> Here for it. Uh, somebody that does colonoscopies, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> invited my colonoscopy doctor. Can you tell if someone just had anal? <laughs> What's the weirdest thing you found in someone's butt? <laughs> Wait, that reminds me. I, I think it was a TikTok of. A, it was a dentist saying that they can tell when somebody's recently yeah. given head. Okay, I, I don't know if that's true. I've heard that so many times. Wait, I should text the dentist. Yeah, do it. <laughs> I'm gonna do it now. Maybe I'm, he'll answer before I'm the end. I'm so of- curious. Oh my god, I almost texted my boss because they have similar names. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, <laughs> can you tell if someone's given head before they come in for an appointment? I'd be like, what the fuck, Amelia? <laughs> This is inappropriate. Important. And also, yes. <laughs> okay, I just texted him. Important question for the pod. He's usually pretty responsive, so. Just just for context, I'm, I was dating a dentist for a sec, and we still respect each other, so <laughs> we still talk <laughs> from time to time. Oh, he texted me back, so. Oh, shit. Is it true that dentists can tell when someone's recently given head is it only if they come in their mouth <laughs> he said what's the pod I said, podcast <laughs> he knows about the podcast <laughs> oh he's typing wow he's really on it <laughs> oh lol <laughs> sir we need an answer oh he said he yes said yes oh my god how <laughs> all right he's typing <gasps> i asked how this is the best. <laughs> this is very exciting. This is like having a guest on. <laughs> yeah, it really is. I'm so excited for the listeners. Uh, what? 
Wait, what's it say? He's <laughs> He said it was obvious with you every time. What the, what does that mean? Wait, what? What? <laughs> <laughs> he's not your dentist. No, though. and he's never really examined my mouth with his eyes. <laughs> <laughs> hey. Wait, but like dentists in a professional sense. <laughs> Listen, Dr. D. Can y'all tell when someone's recently given head from like a tooth standpoint? <laughs> I said that a tooth standpoint. <laughs> He's probably laying in bed reading these like <laughs> In bed at 9pm <laughs> Nerd I Yeah, he has to oh, God, you're taking way too long to text, dude We're live I'm right excited. now, my guy <laughs> I need to know <laughs> Okay, if any of you are dentists or um, are <laughs> close with a dentist, please we need to crowdsource let us this. know. Yeah, we need to crowdsource this. I need more information. My dentist is a family friend, so I'm really concerned. <laughs> 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 and another family friend does my pap smears, so <laughs> everyone's just got you covered. Wait, but they're all—they're a doctor. <laughs> it isn't just a family. <laughs> a family friend looks at my vagina sometimes <laughs> for fun. She's like, great work. <laughs> awesome layout. <laughs> what you've done with the lawn. Awesome layout. <laughs> Wait, oh you stop texting. He's probably just been typing for so long, it just stopped saying that happens. Just, oh my oh, god, I'm so warm. That. I don't know if it's the San Juan seltzer or, or the steamy like, convo. <laughs> it's both. It's the anticipation. Yeah, wow, I'm really... When you leave, I'm going to make a frozen pizza. Ooh. <laughs> oh, I should check where my wings are while, while we're waiting yeah. for this text. Boobies. Wangs. Watch them have canceled my order. <laughs> um, I'm going to be so bummed out. When Molly's describing someone who sucks, she calls them a wang. <laughs> <laughs> That's amazing. A it's wang. so funny. She's like, he's a wang. <laughs> I love that. I'm going to adopt that. Yeah. That is remarkable. Shout out to Molly. Thanks for listening. <laughs> <laughs> Big fan of your of your terminology. <laughs> oh, he said. Oh, oh my god. Oh my god. He said, "Ha ha, that was a joke." His first text about being able to tell. I would give him a whole lot of head. That's why he said that. <laughs> he said, <laughs> "He had a great dick." He said, "You can tell because it can create pet petechia." Pet, he put in parentheses red spots on someone's palate from the pressure slash stimulation. It doesn't always do it, but it can. But also, those signs don't always mean you were giving head. It could mean something else. But if you see it, you could assume that someone was recently giving head. <laughs> nice. Nice. So <laughs> if you're about to go to the dentist, maybe maybe make them go down on you instead. They should be anyways. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, sorry, I can't give you head tonight. I have a dentist appointment tomorrow. Give him a hand job for the first time since high school. Yeah. Bring back the sad, dry hand job. Yeah. That sad, dry Indian burn hand job. <laughs> I forgot about Indian burn. Oh my God, that triggered like a childhood memory. The first time, yeah, you don't know what it is, and your cousin just twists the shit out of your arm, and you're like, what the fuck? <laughs> Did you ever get horse bites? My brother used to do that to me all the no. time. <gasps> Those What's hurt. That? It's when you like put your fist together and like grab their skin and pull. Ew. It hurts so fucking bad. I'm so glad my brother is younger than me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I'm a lot of why I'm tough is because of what Matt put me through as a child. <laughs> but also the reason I cried a lot as a child. So. <laughs> Life's about but, balance, baby. Yeah, for sure. That guy's my best, best friend. Oh, the dentist is typing again. Ooh. Who's texting me? Oh. Ask him if he can tell if, like, a man has gone down on a woman. Ooh, oh, okay. If a cis het man. Oh, he sent me a or... picture. Wow. I don't know who these people are that are giving such intense head. <laughs> There's, like, he sent me these pictures of the example of that word that I couldn't say, and there's just, like, a bunch of red spots in people's mouths. I feel like I get that when I eat hot food, though. You know? I mean, maybe a hot hot food is Ew. more of a burn. Look at this person's teeth. The bottom right. Ew! Ew! Why do they look like that? They're atrocious, guys. They're, like, they look really weird. <laughs> Ew. Yeah. You guys, I am hooking up with this guy right now who is a... Oh, 
it's he's an he's an expert like i've never the transitions are really good like between positions i've never had that before like (laughs) where like usually we have to like exit and re-enter when we're like getting into a new position he's like a masterful like shifter he never has to exit you know what i mean (laughs) we're all over his apartment and it it never i just want to keep having sex with him like usually when i'm done having sex i'm like oh my god i'm so tired but like he he energizes me Mm -hmm. i'm just "Mm." and so last night we were like all over his fucking apartment and then after we just like I just, like, put my head on his leg, and we were just, like, talking for a few hours. And I'm just, like, a big... F- it's just... It's doing That's a lot for best. me in, like, a lot of different emotional arenas in my life, and I just... Emotional and sexual, yeah. which is also emotional. Yes. <laughs> He's just... Oof. I, like... This, this sex is oof. just so fucking That's good, good with this pipe. guy. It's good. So he's really Bad good bitch. I'm a ride a dick all night. <laughs> but, yeah, no. He's, like, really showing me a lot about, like, what I want sexually. And we've talked about him in the past about, like, maybe he's also into BDSM because, mm-hmm. like, we don't, That was we don't in know. the last episode, mm-hmm. which came out today, folks. We're recording <laughs> We're on We're recording hump day. On, on hub day. <laughs> because your girl can't catch a fucking break. <laughs> oh, my God. I know Liz is all over the map this week. All over the map. Which is why I'm... And next week, too. Jade rolling the fuck out of my face. I So, I had been thinking about what I want my boundaries to be as far as, like, talking about who I'm currently dating. Um, because I don't want to rob myself of enjoying my time, like, my experiences. Yeah. Because I'm thinking about, like... Or I'm, I'm worrying too much about how I'm going to talk about it and Mm -hmm. how it's going to affect them. And, Mm -hmm. like, I just, I just want to experience it how I would normally experience dating. Like, I just happen to also co-host a podcast. Right. So, some of the boundaries I've come up with is, like, um, I'm going to kind of stop talking about the people that I date while I date them. Uh... At least this one, because you really care yeah. about him. It's, it's different when you actually have feelings for yeah. them. One thing that I think is important to keep talking about also is, like, when I do talk to my male friends who listen, who listen to the podcast, um, I love digging and being like, what did you think about, like, the us explaining this experience? Like, what's what's your take on this um and then they're able to open up and share like how they've felt in on the other end of a circumstance Mm. and granted i am pressing for this information it's not like they're like dumping it on me you know that's the difference so um i i appreciate that they share like their perspective with me and then um women also obviously are like very quick to come forward to us and be like thank you for talking about this or or i experienced something similar or whatever um my jade rule i keep dropping it (laughs) (laughs) um but it's so interesting to hear two different sides oh my god and uh, like we want to be having these conversations with each other, but we don't know how. Mm-hmm. So, like, hopefully this is a source of facilitating these transparent conversations for listeners to have. Yeah. Whether it's relating, but, like, also just, like, empowering you guys to talk to each other about sex openly. Like, <laughs> to be honest, like, having to be so transparent on both the podcast and in my personal dating life because of the podcast has been the absolute best thing to ever happen to my sex and dating life yes and it's because like both aspects demand transparency (laughs) and like I think regardless of what happens with this podcast like my experiences in relationships because of it I will always treat them that way Mm -hmm. like not even just like romantic relationships but friendships and relationships with my family as well yeah of just being like yep I have to be really fucking honest with you because I'm going to talk to the general public about it yeah so just being able to have that um very special connection with someone because you have to be transparent with them is really nice. Yeah. Um, I had been thinking about this earlier, uh, and I had mentioned it to you, but 
I think the guy I'm seeing is Pavloving me into being naked around him. <laughs> because yeah, he was like, um, he was like, I think it's really attractive, like how confident you are being naked around me. And I was thinking about it later, and I was like, well, anytime I'm naked, he like compliments the fuck out of me. <laughs> he's for sure Pavloving you. Maybe he's subconsciously Pavloving me. He might mean. So I mean, if you want to be naked around your significant other more, compliment the fuck out of their body. Yeah, keep giving them little <laughs> rewards. Yeah, for yeah. being naked. He gives me specific compliments. Yeah, if that helps. <laughs> but he gives me specific compliments in like things that I take so like I'm like oh my god that's an amazing compliment like so I've never had abs and I've been like working out really hard for a long time Uh, I mean it's a long time to me it's probably since November that's a long time yeah yeah I mean, there was a few months where it's like COVID was happening, but I stayed thin from anxiety and being unable to eat and sleep. Thanks, anxiety. (laughs) Thank you for keeping me. We're sponsored by anxiety. This episode is sponsored by anxiety. (laughs) It's not a healthy diet. Zero out of 10 recommendation. Um, So anyways, I like was finally able to like go back to my regular workout routine and I'm very proud of the work I've done. Like yeah. I, I, I like how I look, and I've I've been like pretty vocal of like yeah I've been working out really hard, and I love this place I go to, and um, like this is the first time like I have a picture where you can see my abs for the first fucking time. I fucking took it. Yeah, Amelia <laughs> took it. I was like they made their debut after 28 you years. You look fucking bomb for real. It just is so like rewarding to see this work you've like, worked so hard yeah and it wasn't to like have abs but anyways like um right the I mean, guy i'm to, seeing like just to be healthy yeah the abs are a nice byproduct it is exactly um and the, the like the ab work is actually my favorite to do hell yeah it's just the most fun so the guy i'm dating like he complimented my abs and i was like <gasps> Wow, that's, I like hearing that compliment. Are you a words of affirmation, baby? I think I actually am way more than I thought I was. It shifts. And I mean, it makes sense because, like, I am a wordy person. I'm pretty verbose. <laughs> that does, I mean, but you're also a writer, so yeah, it's like... as I just... sit here and talk into a microphone... <laughs> I'm constantly making jokes about me shutting the fuck up. I'm like, are you sick of me talking yet? I'm like, I'm like, yep, I'm sick of hearing my own voice. And then I also have to hear it when I'm editing this podcast. I was thinking about that today, how often you have to listen to both of us. Well, listening to you is fine. Listening to me, I'm like, God, bitch, shut up. (laughs) And well, it's, it's a really out of body experience. Oh, I bet. Because you're like. I'll be, like, listening to myself telling a story, and then I'll think something, and then I'll say it, and I'm like, damn, we got the same break. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, I feel oh you, God. bitch. Yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that's right. <laughs> Good point, Liz. Thanks, Liz. <laughs> this girl gets it. <laughs> it's good that you stand by what you say. Yeah. It's always a joke. I'm like, <laughs> that bitch got it. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> it's nice yeah. to know I'm the same no matter what. You do have a unique experience <laughs> editing. You really, really I do, do really enjoy it. And I'm, I'm so glad because I don't know what the, f- <laughs> what the fuck I would do. It's, I really do not. Um, I do want to talk about, so someone tweeted both Amelia and I, a listener tweeted both Amelia and I about um, his, he wanted to help his friend out with his Hinge account because he was having, like, a hard time matching with people. And um, he was like, should I, like, message them for him? And I might be, like, not uh, verbalizing this totally accurately. But also, I'm not about to go pull it up. It's 10 p.m. You could go and look on our, on our Twitter. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you can it's go. There. If you're looking for it, you could go find it. But he was like, what do you guys think? And then I, so my stance is, like, I think, yeah, it's totally fine to spice up your your profile. Mm-hmm. And um, Amelia had given me this little tidbit um, on Hinge, like you're able to answer a prompt. And the advice she gave me was to like position these questions and prompts as like a really great 
open door to um, someone responding and starting a conversation. You want you want to initiate a conversation. You don't just want to be like, I'm overly competitive about everything. Yeah. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to say right. with that? Like what? Like what? <laughs> I don't want to know. If you're overly competitive about everything, I don't want to talk to you. No. Or if you're going to announce it, I don't want to talk to you. Right. It just doesn't open the door for conversation. Yeah, exactly. That's like such a dumbass response. Yeah, it's fucking stupid. Anyways, (laughs) that's it's really like upsetting for me and triggering for me to talk about, (laughs) clearly. Um, But uh, yeah, to set up your account or your profile um, as like prompt or a way to initiate a conversation yes and um yeah i don't so i have kind of a weird story that's kind of like in the same realm and i mentioned it briefly in my tweet but when i was in college i started talking to this guy who um i don't know he was like he was cute enough (laughs) but uh we randomly started texting and I, like, enjoyed talking to him, and I thought he was just, like, an interesting guy to talk to, and, like, he was fun to hang out with, and then, um, when we were together in person, he was, like, a little different, and, like, it was, like, somewhat awkward, Mm -hmm. and then, um, we, like, yeah, we, like, kissed and hung out a little bit, and then kind of, like, things just generally fizzled out. You know, you're in college. Yeah. And then, like, months and months later, I found out that pretty much every single time I texted him, his roommate was responding. That is the... That's creepy to me. It was... Like, it's just kind of, like... Because I really hit it off with his roommate. Like, we... I ended up, like, making out with that guy and, like, having a big crush on him. Oh, no yeah so for then that's when he told me he was like yeah I like responded for him most of the time when you would text him I was like holy shit like that (laughs) makes all adding a lot of sense yeah but also like that's so fucking weird and like um I don't think it was like malicious or wrong in any way but also it was just like not a genuine connection at that point it's like I feel like there it makes so much sense on the surface to be like like dude help me figure out what to say or like can you help me with my profile or like like write my prompts talk to these girls for me so like I understand it from that standpoint but then what what we both said to this person that reached out to us was like it's so disingenuine isn't a word i found out recently yeah you told me that but disingenuine it's so disingenuine (laughs) to like end up going on a date with someone that you like haven't been truthful with that's fucked up yeah it's just fucked up you don't like you don't and i know that it's not malicious like you're saying it's it's always with like oh it's always well like oh help me out like how do i I respond i need to consult the bros then they meet up with you i mean i consult amelia (laughs) right i mean like behind every risky text there's like 10 women yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) but like that's different than being like having your entire dating profile be dictated by someone else yeah it's just the the intention is pure but then you end up going out with this person your personality is entirely different like yeah and i mean speaking from my personal experience too is like there's been so many times where I've been messaging someone and they're so quick on their feet when they're messaging me, but then in person they're not able to, like, keep up the same level of banter. And that's, like, I don't want to say it's a turnoff, but, um, I mean, like, that's, like, the main point of appeal for me yeah. is that that banter. And then when you don't have that in person, you're like, I don't – I can't really sense if this is the right connection for me now because yeah. I, I, like, that's the kind of conversation I enjoy and um when it's lacking in person then it's tough yeah but i've also noticed that some of the best connections i've had have been like (laughs) we have like pretty minimal conversation until we meet in person yeah and i've also the more i've done like this kind of like app dating the more i've realized like (laughs) the harder it is for to get me invested Mm. um like i'm not gonna invest a shitload of time in like messaging and texting you before we meet yes and it's nothing personal. It's just, like, uh, I don't have time to be doing all of that. Yeah. So once um, we meet and there is, like, that connection, then I'm definitely more responsive and, like, I, 
you know, I see some sort of, like, future meeting up again. Mm -hmm. So that's the difference. Yeah. And I would say, like, the best connections I've had have been those circumstances where neither of us are, like, oh, we need to constantly be texting Mm -hmm. or whatever. So. Fucking hate texting. And then it just kind of happens naturally. Yeah. uh, (laughs) Amelia and I were having this conversation when she showed up, too, of just, like, can you please not? (laughs) <laughs> he's so annoying. He's so cute. He's, but so, he's cute. so annoying. <laughs> Lately. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but, uh, like, it is hard to be texting someone constantly. Like, even though I'm, I look at my phone pretty often, it's because I'm mindlessly scrolling through something. Oh, yeah, my screen time is, is yeah. embarrassing. It's because I'm taking a break from working or podcasting stuff to just turn my brain off and consume like some sort of meme yeah (laughs) and you don't to texting you don't want to like give like a half-assed response exactly i don't want to give some like filler dumb boring conversation i hate via text text. i want it to be interesting and like at least like clever yeah so yeah that's I just he. You should just like want to. Yes. He's like, mom, get me the newest iPhone. (laughs) I just, I always, I mean, I'm all about like people being into you, like for who you are. Mm -hmm. So like, there's a lot of power in knowing that somebody decided to go out with you based on you being exactly who you are. And if you're awkward like, in air quotes, awkward, and, like, you don't know how to have, like, conversations with people, there's somebody out there that's experiencing the same thing, and that's the person for you, maybe. Like, you don't want to, like, earn a date with someone, like, through someone else's accord. Yeah, and you can kind of gauge based on, like, their profile and just, like, basics of your conversation that you've had if they're going to be, like, cool. Yeah. Um, And you don't need to have, like, you can get a better idea once you meet in person. Yes. And I do, I do, someone from Hinge has told me, like, you know, they'll make plans to go on a date pretty quickly because a lot of women in Seattle will just bail. Yeah. Seattle freeze. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't do that. I don't bail. No, me Like, either. I, even if I don't want, in my, if, if I don't initially want to go on the date, I will still make myself go on the date. Yeah. Because I'm like, I'm in a weird headspace. I need to get out of it. And like, I literally don't know what's going to happen because, you know, there's been times where I'm like, Ugh, I don't think this is going to go well. And then I meet them and they blow me out of the water. Yeah. So. Yeah. You don't know what's going to happen, and you need to put yourself out there. Yeah, just get yourself out of your funk. Yeah. I think that um, a lot of people are quick to say that men are the ones who are going to to blow you off or, like, not show up for a date, but it's not. It's it's women. Yeah. Women are like, Yeah, not even just a date, too. I feel like I've heard from a lot of my, yeah, well, a lot of my guy friends have told me that women will just, like, they'll be talking for, like, a week, and then they'll just, like, stop responding. (laughs) So, so there's also that. I mean, I do that shit. I, I've I wish that I did it. Kind of done that to someone, not on purpose. No, I just got super busy, and then also I started more consistently seeing, seeing someone. Someone, and yeah, and it's not. It's not like I'm like I'm going to see this person exclusively. It's just like it feel. It doesn't feel genuine or authentic to be talking to anyone else right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just like wh- why would I be talking to you? And then that poses the question of what, like, I feel secure enough that I don't need to have another, like, I keep thinking back to our dating episode, like, our, um, dating app episode, our dating app episode where you're like, you have to have multiple people on the roster, and here I am, I don't, I'm not doing that, and I have zero desire to, and I just, like, I feel like you found somebody that fulfills a lot of different areas for you, and, like, it's true, like, I, like, I would definitely do that when I was, like, hyper-focusing on someone who triggered me mm-hmm. so um now that that's not the circumstance of like <laughs> i'm not seeing someone who makes who triggers those insecurities yeah yeah and when so you I'm find just, like, that yeah yeah i'm like confident in myself i'm confident in this person and uh, like i'm also not trying to like rush into anything i just i'm enjoying it and i don't feel the need to be like 
filling in different parts with different people. Right. It's just... Totally. But then it's like, when is the appropriate, like, how much time is talking to somebody, like, before you have to tell them that, like, you're moving on from them because you've, like... Yeah. What's, what's the threshold? I never met this person. I never met this guy in person. It was, like, he, I thought he was really funny and clever and, like, um, we were just kind of hitting it off and yeah. then that was, like, a month ago and then... But then they I also apparently just, like, fell off, too. Off. So. He tried. Mm-hmm. Um, but I was super busy. Oh my god! Since I have my headphones on, I can hear my neighbor across oh. the way singing. So I have this neighbor in the building across from me who he does this every single day, where he's listening to music on his headphones and he'll sing, and he's so Wait, bad. I can't hear him oh, right now. Stopped. Yeah, you'll hear him again. Okay. Um, but he like. He's not you hear him. Even okay. even only I can barely hear him right now. But he's a terrible singer and I don't know how to explain his voice of how he sings. It's very it's spoken just, wordy. <laughs> it's either it's either kind of spoken wordy, like monotone, or complete falsetto. <laughs> where he's like ah. He was sing- he loves Ariana Grande. Yes. Yes, I I know it's really cute, and I've totally like I've been like, what the fuck is going on? And I've looked out the window, and seen him like with his headphones on, just like dancing around his apartment. And um, I think most people would probably be annoyed hearing this guy sing, but it brings me so much joy <laughs> for him to not care no. at all if people hear or see him I mean, his window must and be just open. yeah it is because i'm i'm sure he's always done this but stop i'm sure he's always done this but um now since it's like warmer weather i'm sure his window's open oh yeah now you gotta show every single fucking night so <laughs> mm, um, <laughs> <laughs> no <laughs> But, yeah, it brings me so much joy because it's just, like, he doesn't give a fuck who hears him singing. And, like, singing, I know for me personally, <laughs> I, I enjoy singing, like, singing in the shower or just, like, singing yeah. along to a song because it naturally releases endorphins. Mm-hmm. And I just think it's, like, so fucking cute. Hey, guys. <laughs> we have an ASMR obsession. Thanks, I hate it. <laughs> oh my god, it's so uncomfy. It's hard to not like want to do ASMR when you have a microphone. <laughs> when I was visiting uh, my friends this weekend, her boyfriend kept calling it a robot dildo. <laughs> the microphone. It does look a little phallic, doesn't it? I mean, a lot of things look phallic. That's true. But I we- wonder if they're intentionally designed phallically, like. I don't know. The makers of it are just like... Just things in general. People are just like, oh, I like this. I don't know why. <laughs> this is this microphone's this really doing it for me. me. my dick. <laughs> <laughs> Internalized homoeroticism. Who, <laughs> <laughs> oh, me? You look like you're about to attack the back of my head, and I don't know how I feel about it. He's, he's vibing. <laughs> <laughs> Smoke a mouse. Straight vibin'. Just smoked a mouse. <laughs> a lot of people don't understand this reference. I think it's so, it's funny. so funny. So back in the early COVID days, um, and I when I had nothing to do, I would go on my my coronavirus walks because like my gym was closed. I I would work out in my apartment, but I like needed to be outside or something. So I and like the weather was nice. So I would go on my coronavirus walks just around my neighborhood, and there's, like, this mural on the side of someone's house, and it's a cat with a top hat, and it's smoking a pipe, and there's a mouse in the pipe. <laughs> and, then, and then I took a picture of it on my walk, and I posted it, and I was like, damn, that's a cool cat about to smoke a mouse, straight vibing. <laughs> and then later that night, like, all like all the begin I'd say the first like two months of COVID, I was high all the time. 
<laughs> and so, like, anytime Amelia texted me, I'd be like, sorry, I'm really high right now. <laughs> yeah, that's so true. I haven't gotten that text from you in no. so long. Um, so I had, yeah, she, like, texted me something, and I said something really fucking weird, and I was like, sorry, I'm really high. Just smoked a mouse. <laughs> Straight vibing. <laughs> I was crying. <laughs> I was crying too. Was so well, then hard. when you're high and you like make a dumb joke, you're like, "This I'm a is hilarious." Comedic genius. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the things that are funny to me when I'm high. Oh God, amazing. Yep, love that. <laughs> um, it's kind of like a running joke of like guys that like being little spoons. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> need to be. I mean, it feels nice. Yeah, it's girls, you need comforting. to spoon spoon your man. Spoon your man. <laughs> um. But I was, I, I, but I was like, oh, are you saying I have big spoon energy? <laughs> like you do. BSE. So, big spoon energy, baby. <laughs> I like that. Big spoon energy. Um, spoon your man after sex. <laughs> See what he does. Oh, uh, speaking of post-sex uh, stuff, that's kind of mm. a good jumping-off point for my conversation with Kay. the comedian. Okay. So. Um, you and I will ob connect on how much of this needs to be cut out, but I'll just tell you the whole story. So on Wednesday of last week, I was over there and we had sex. And after we had sex, I brought up that we had had this conversation about aftercare on the podcast. And I was like, and I explained to him what aftercare was. No point in going over it again. (laughs) And he was like, oh, I've never, like, I've never thought about that. That's a really good question. He's like, like, what's your, like, what's your aftercare? And I told him, like, just, like, chatting and, like, cuddling and explained to him what mine was. Yeah. That, like, emotional fulfillment is important to me. And he was like, God, that's a really good question. He's like, can I get back to you on that? And I was like, for sure. So I left. When I got home, um, my good friend Megan is, my parents are, like, her parents in Washington. Her parents live in Michigan. And so she was over and um, she was up when I got home and um, we just started chatting and I, t- I texted the comedian and I was like, hey, I didn't even catch that. <laughs> it's sorry to use code words when I talk to you normally about this so often. Um, but so once we stopped talking, I, I texted the comedian and I was like, hey, sorry, Megan's been over. Um, we've just been chatting. Like I got home safe. I'll talk to you in the morning. And his, he turns off his phone when he sleeps, and it went to green. So I was like, oh, he's asleep. So in the morning, I get a text from him where he's... He turns off his phone when he sleeps? Mm-hmm. Yeah, he likes... That's his wild. It's, like, better for the battery. I, I've How never does understood. he wake up? He has an alarm clock, like a fucking weirdo. <laughs> I know. I give, him, I give him shit for it all the time. Um, but he texted me, and he was like, hey, good morning. Like, how was Megan? And I said, good. And um, he was like... Uh, hard shift, um, and then, like, a colon, and then a gap, and then a very long paragraph. Mm. That was basically, like, um, so, just, like, for context that, that Liz has that I don't think I've ever covered, like, I've been in this casual relationship with this guy who is a comedian for nine months, and, um, it's gotten to the point where, like, we've been seeing each other for so long that it's been a little difficult to keep it cash. <laughs> like, I've kind of been treating him like a boyfriend, but also I've been out doing my own thing because I'm so comfortable with him. Like, I call him when I'm, like, driving home at night and, like, I, like, tell him the exciting stuff that's going on in my life. And I was kind of, um, not consciously, but unconsciously, like, filling in the gaps from my ex. Like, the stuff that I was missing f- from my ex I was doing with the comedian, which I didn't realize I was doing at the time. If I realized that I was doing it, I would have stopped because that's unfair, especially because um, he wanted to be official with official with me, and and I. I'm sure in your didn't. head you also didn't want to admit that to yourself. Absolutely, that's a hard thing to try and confront. And like, if someone was like, "Hey, do you think that maybe you're just filling in the gaps of what you're missing with your ex?" Yeah, I would be like, "Fuck off." Yeah, Let mind me your do business. I'm, yeah, I'm an adult. <laughs> yeah. I don't need your opinion. Yeah. I know. And and it's I don't know, it sucks. I know hindsight's in 2020. That's like a cliche, but it really it really is. Like I didn't realize exactly what I was doing until I was out of it. 
Um, but he was always such a gem, like was very patient with me. We had this agreement. We would check in a lot. We were like changing our terms and conditions a lot and like T's and C's, T's and C's, always revisiting the T's and C's. And, um, so this text that he sent me, the long text that he sent me on Thursday morning was basically like, um, this is not, this is, this is getting really difficult for me. But then the the text didn't really have any sort of meaning. Like, it kind of seemed like he was just telling me that it was getting difficult for him. And I was like, completely understandable. Like, let's reconnect and figure out how we can make this better for you. And he sent me a text that was basically like, um, yeah, you you wanted me to let you know when it was getting too much for me to handle and I needed to bow out. And so that's what this is. And I was like, hold on. (laughs) Let's take it back a few steps. Like, this is you bowing out. And he was like, oh, yeah. And so we had like a bunch of texts back and forth where I was like, why the fuck would you do this over text? We've been seeing each other for nine months. We have a very open like channel of communication that I, you shouldn't feel like you need to text me this. I understand that it's easier also, over text. Also, bow out is like too casual. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's the whole thing was just way too casual for what it, what it was that we were dealing with. So, um, long story short, at the end of the the conversation, he was basically like, I would like to have closure in person before we go our separate ways. And I was like, I cannot fucking believe that you you did this over text. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) My mind is blown. So I was upset about, obviously, not having this, like, companionship that I've had for so long, but I was focusing so much of my energy on being pissed that he did it over text. Mm -hmm. Like... It was just, it felt very juvenile. And I was like, what, are we going to get together just so we can, like, say bye? Like, I don't want to fucking do that. So I texted him back, and I was like... I'm already mad at you for doing this in a text. Yeah, like, we have way too much respect for each other for that to be the appropriate way to handle this. So I was like, what what do you think closure would do? And he was like, I just... He's like, "I, I know that I didn't handle this well. This is what I should have said, and whatever. And then he was like, I just care about you too much to leave it at this. Um. So we ended up seeing each other on Saturday... And I came in guns a blazing because yeah. <laughs> I was mad. Yeah. And I sat down and right, you know, when like you, you walk into someone's house when you know that you're going to be having a conversation with them and you do like the awkward small talk for a little bit. Like, how was yeah. your day? How are you? Yeah. What's new? What are you doing the rest of this weekend? Let's pretend we're going to relax before I lay into you yeah (laughs) yeah well we did none of that I sat down and he just went into it and I was so appreciative of that like I was like there for one reason and we were going to get to it so that was great and he off the bat apologized for how we handled it he explained why that happened and it's not worth getting into but I completely understand why he did like he didn't intend for it to go there and like he was just trying to give me a heads up because I had asked for a heads up that when this gets too hard for him I want to know that he wants to talk about it Um, And he was just like, I just said too much. And that wasn't my intention. I was like, okay, whatever. And we worked through that. So that was fine. But then he started talking about on Wednesday when I brought up the aftercare piece and I brought up that we had talked about it on the podcast. He listened to the podcast when I left. And um, I mentioned this on a previous episode, but he he had told me that he's not listening anymore. Um, Me talking about him on the podcast I've cleared with him in the past like he's given me permission to talk about him the conversation that I brought up about how he's gotten like a little bit edgy or mean after we have sex is a conversation we've had so none of that was surprising it's not like I like caught him off guard by that but he said that he listened to that part of it and he was like I feel like I'm acting in ways that is not genuine to who I am as a person he's like I feel like my jealousy is making me into somebody that I'm not and it's killing me. And I just kind of let him talk. He just talked for like a half hour. Um, um, like everybody in your life compliments your life, but it doesn't define your life. And I feel like I'm putting myself in the position where I'm trying to define your life and I don't want to be that person for you. And he's like, no matter what, you're always going to be concerned about me hearing about things or like when you're dating people, you're going to feel like you can't tell me about it or like you can't like put it in a way that I'm going to ever hear about it and like he's like I've never been a jealous person and I'm like I'm jealous all the time at the end of that we basically got to the point where we both decided that like continuing on with the relationship wasn't the best thing for us it was either we're going to end it now when we both still had respect for each other or we were going to end it in six months when we had a reason to hate each other and at the end of the conversation like we were both like so like do you like, do you have any, any questions? And we were like, no. Um, and he was like, 
can I can I hug you? And I was like, yeah. And so I hugged him. Were you crying? No. I cried at one point, but it was about um, how I always feel like I'm unintentionally hurting the person that I'm dating. Um, because I care so much about hurting people. Like, it's... I put so much effort into not hurting people. How they take, like... I don't know. Their interactions with you is on them. Mm-hmm. I can't. I cannot manage people's no. emotions. You don't know what's going no. to hurt them, and also, it, yeah, it's all on them how they're right. Like if they're going to be hurt by something. No, you're so right. It's just it sucks because it's like I've I've been I've tried to be honest with him from the beginning about what this is, and he's even said like even if I wanted to be with him, he can't be in a relationship right now because he's wanting to be moving soon. Um, I have nothing bad to say about this guy like he is so fucking good and so kind and like he's been so patient with me and like our relationship was so fulfilling in so many ways so like leaving that conversation sucked because it's like it's so much easier to hate the person <laughs> or, oh like, yeah have something to, like it totally on to that to hate is them. rooted in anger um and i had none of that and so and he said the same thing he was like it kind of sucks that we're not mad at each other because like all we have to do is be sad about this like, that's so that's so true, um, but that was basically it, and like I haven't talked to him since. <laughs> so it's just well, been like, I would say the good news is I almost feel like it's easier to truly get over something when you're sad mm-hmm. about it that versus angry. Yeah, but that's just for me. For me personally, <laughs> like <laughs> if something pisses me off, like. That stays in my heart for so long. That's interesting because for me, anger, for me personally, for, <laughs> anger is so much easier for me to deal with than sadness. Like, mm-hmm. I have such an easier time working through anger than sadness. I fucking, I know everybody hates being sad. I hate being sad. Like, it is so, it's such an uncomfortable emotion. I put so much effort into never feeling sad, which mm-hmm. I recognize is a normal human emotion, but I don't know what happened to me in my life that I like. <laughs> you probably, I mean, I use, I've talked about this before, but I, like, have totally used anger as a shield for mm-hmm. so long. Mm-hmm. So I think that's why. That makes and sense. love and hate are so closely aligned. Like, just, like, that line. The line between them is obsession. You know? Yeah. And yeah. I think that's why it's, like, so hard. Like, when you go through a breakup and you truly fucking hate the person you broke up with yes you are going to obsess thinking about them Mm -hmm. and thinking about how much you hate them and you want to know what they're up to and you want to make sure they're like miserable and like when you finally get to the point where like you've processed your anger you've processed your sadness and you've moved on that's like the best fucking feeling that's a really really good point you know what i yeah, I don't think you're, like, a good person. Mm-hmm. Like, you weren't a good person to me. Yeah. But. You don't take up this I'm, real estate. I'm not. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You're not living rent-free in my head. Mm-hmm. Like, if I remember you, I'll be like, yeah, that sucked. Yeah. Yeah. Anyways, what Moving am I going to eat for lunch? <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's real. That's actually so true. I think that I've, now, hearing you talk about it, like, with my ex specifically, I've had an easier time dealing with the breakup when I've stopped being angry about things. So, I don't know, maybe, like, how I'm it comes viewing in emotions phases. Sh- is shifting. With with the comedian, it's just, it's hard because it's, like, I feel like I went into this expecting that I could just keep everything at one level the entire time I was seeing him, and I learned very quick that that is not how it's going to be. Like, emotions shift, and mm-hmm. I felt so, so comfortable with him so fast. Like, I was completely myself with him and that took years in my last relationship to just be able to be like a fucking idiot around my around my ex Mm -hmm. and that says nothing about who my ex was but it was just it takes a long time for me personally to feel comfortable being like that with someone it's so interesting because i am literally the opposite of you really of like it depends on who i'm dating how much of myself i am Hmm. and um wow like i with shoeman uh, he, I don't know, I wasn't fully, like, I fully let go of all of my anger towards him recently. Like, there was always a part of me that was just like, oh, God, I fucking, this guy fucking sucks. And, like, yeah, I do still think he sucks, but I don't think he's a malicious person. Mm-hmm. Um, 
because I had watched the show Normal People and the main character the main male character he has social anxiety and I didn't fully understand like they do such a good job representing how it affects you in your day-to-day life and like how you treat other people because of social anxiety Mm -hmm. and I didn't fully understand that until I watched the show because like I I mean obviously there's like so many different kinds of anxiety and like I I obviously want people to like me but I don't have social anxiety in that way like crowds of strangers stress the fuck out of me like and it ultimately um like after talking about it in therapy I'm like it it's ultimately because I am afraid of mass shootings mm-hmm. <laughs> um and that's why it freaks me out like I don't know if I've told you this, but, like, I make my grocery list in order of where things are in the store. Wow. Yeah. So I can just, like, be in and out. Wow. Mm-hmm. And then if too many people are in an aisle, I'll, like, s- skip it and then, like, go back, but... Did you know that that's, like, a PTSD response? Really? Mm-hmm. My therapist... Um, I don't want to cut you off, but just a little oh, anecdote. A, no, it's curious. My therapist curious. was talking about how she worked at the VA when she first graduated, um, and with, specifically with veterans that have PTSD and they will go to the grocery store specifically the grocery store at like midnight so nobody's in there and I love when no one's to, there me too and they have to like if they if they have to go in that there's a lot of people in there they stay um on the perimeters of the grocery store they don't go down aisles so like they'll stay where they can make sure that they have their back covered no matter where they are oh my god which so it's interesting to hear you say that as a result of shootings because i think that our society that we're living in we're seeing a lot of like peripheral ptsd from just what we're seeing on the news so frequently like holy shit mm-hmm. well so like when i started feeling this way was um my cousin died when he was 12 um from cancer and like besides like my great grandma he's literally the only person in my life I know that has passed away Mm. so like that was my first like real experience where it's like you're not really expecting this to happen especially not to a child Mm -hmm. and um I was I was 22 and I just, like, really, like, had to deal with the, all of those emotions on my own. And that sucks. Like, I have a super Irish Catholic family. And, like, I was so devastated. And I didn't feel like I could, like, lean on either of my parents. Like, trying to process death is already hard. And not having to have to process it until I was an adult, like, is... It's kind of a mind fuck. Yeah. Because you have just, like, this different level of awareness when you're an adult. Yes. Than as a kid where you're like, yep, people die. So, <laughs> and that was, like, my first really, like, time I've ever had to experience it. So that happened, and that kind of happened around the same time as, like, Sandy Hook, and then more mm. and more shootings were happening, and, like... Yeah, everyone has so many different kinds of anxiety. And I was, like, I lived in Las Vegas when, like, the largest mass shooting in America happened. And I was working in PR. And um, all of my clients were clients on the Strip. It was my first job in PR, too. And I can't even imagine. I really can't. It was my first weekend. Like, so we would take, I I worked on the social media team. And we would take turns monitoring the clients on the weekends. So, like, you know, if you you just wanted to turn your brain off that weekend like someone else was taking care of the clients so that was my first weekend monitoring and I was about to go to bed and then I was like I was using Sprout and all of these notifications started coming in about like a shooting and I was like what the fuck is going on and I was about to text my boss and then she texted all of us and I did not sleep that night and then I went to work And then we, like, had a meeting where we kind of talked about it. But I just, like, I don't know. I don't think that people are, like, companies are not ready to help their employees process this kind of trauma. No. And um, one of our clients was, like, directly across from, like, where the shooting was at Mandalay Bay. And, like, I would drive past it and, like, the windows were shot out. And it was haunting. 
Yes. That's what I was talking about. So, yeah, I didn't understand that um, uh, shoe man. I didn't understand how, pr- what processing social anxiety is like mm-hmm. until I watched normal people mm. um, and was watching this protagonist, so a character, like, I support <laughs> experiencing social anxiety and I think the times I've seen social anxiety portrayed, it's always been a female character. Um, so to have a male character uh, experience this, and I think, like, I, I don't know, like, men have social anxiety and it's not represented. Mm-hmm. So to have it represented in a good way, like, a way that I could finally, like, understand... Um, was really helpful in me letting go of that last bit of, like, anger Wow. towards him. Wow. Yeah, I was talking to my therapist after I had finished the show, and I was like, I didn't understand what it was like. Like, like yeah, I don't, th- I don't think that there are any excuses for the way that he treated me, and he also has not apologized for any of those things. But I also understand that, like, he, he can't control this no yeah and I am so thankful that I don't have to feel that way mm-hmm. like I, I like sure I want people to like me but at the end of the day I also don't really care what they think of me right and that takes some strength to be the CEO of your self-worth yeah exactly it's incredible so I I just have a new level of compassion like trying to understand when um people are experiencing social anxiety in that way Mm -hmm. of like worrying so much what people are thinking of you when i was leaving the comedian's house he 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 walked me to the door and he was like this might be a douchebag thing to ask but should we do one more for the road like breakup sex Mm -hmm. and in the moment i was like maybe but my gut was like oh it's gonna be too sad but it made me think, I've never been approached about breakup sex before. Like, what is your, what's your take on breakup sex? Uh, I don't know, man. <laughs> I, I haven't ever, I don't, okay, so I haven't had, like, breakup sex per se, but it's in the same vein as breakup sex. Like, um, when I've broken up with someone, so when Shuman and I broke up, like, I went home for Christmas, and then we hooked up then. We hooked up twice, but it was, like, we, like, he had, I had a meltdown the first time, and then he had a meltdown the second time. Oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Both of us just had, like, our respective meltdowns. <laughs> so. It's bound to happen. Yeah. Well, okay, so that's another, like, qu- that's another interesting painful. question, like, having sex with exes. Yeah. That's... I've had sex with an ex, and it was, like, years later, and it was it was good from what I remember, you well, know? Well, that's good. Yeah. We had a good time. <laughs> that's good, but there were no feelings involved at that point? No. That's the difference. Definitely not. Like, I feel like when there's still residual feels, it's, like, never a good idea to hook up with oh, your ex. Oh, absolutely not. I don't think I've ever hooked up with an ex. Like, I, I mean, in college, like, when me and my ex, we, like, did the off and on thing a bit, and, like, we would hook up, but then it would always lead back to a relationship, so, like... Mm-hmm. You know, but I've never hooked up with somebody that I've actively stopped hooking up with. So I'm always curious to hear people's take on like what. Yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't classify what I've done as breakup sex, but definitely uh, along this similar lines. But my experience was not good. Like, yeah, it was so painful. Yeah. Emotionally. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows it's a bad idea. Like, yeah, everybody talks about it. Like, don't ever hook up with your ex but when you're so familiar oh i knew we were going to yeah like even before i went home i was like we'll probably have sex and everyone was like no don't do that and i was like (laughs) it's a bad idea don't do it yeah i know i know i i can't can i like i don't know i don't know like what and i'm thinking about now specifically with the comedian with this with this specific situation like how i would feel if like we reconnected and i don't i just don't think i would be able to i think it just complicates things especially when there are so many feelings involved at one point because even if you're on the same page about like this is this is what it is this is breakup sex like 
there's always going to be one person involved that is more emotionally invested in it than the other person. And I feel like yeah. that causes issues, you know? Yeah. But again, I'm speaking from like hypotheticals because I've never done it. But all of my friends that I've hooked up with exes always end up regretting doing it. Yep. It's know. a bad idea, folks. <laughs> Don't consen- do it. The consensus between the two of us. <laughs> is the votes are in yeah don't don't be doing that don't do it have you ever um remained friends with an with an ex i want to get into a deeper conversation about friendship after sex eventually but like we at a high level goal yeah and friendship with an ex friendship with somebody somebody that you've had that you've had sex without like more than once oh not just like a drunk hookup yeah 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 uh, I mean, the two people I'm thinking of, like, I have had sex with each of them twice, and, like, it was, uh, it was, it was very, like, yeah, we were out at the bars and, like, went home together and, like, oh. but we were talking. Okay. So, and then afterwards, like, years later, we, we, we become super good friends. That's awesome. I, like, forget that I've hooked up with these, <laughs> these guys. That's interesting. And I I talk pretty openly with them about it, too. Yeah. Which is really funny. Or, well, with one of them, mostly. Huh. <laughs> I, I, like, don't really remember what the sex was like because it was so long ago. Yeah. Um, and, like, I'll, like, occasionally I'm like, I can't believe that, like, we have had sex. It's so <laughs> weird to me. And I'm, because I, I just can't imagine that, like, happening now. Yeah. I'm just, like, we're such good friends, and, like, we wouldn't be so close if, like, we didn't hook up yeah. at some point. Interesting. Yeah, and it's, I think the best thing is, like, also, like, not having any, like, romantic feelings or desire towards uh-huh. them. It feels really, like, I don't know. It feels really awesome to have those friendships where you're, like, yeah, we did hook up a long time ago, but we were children. Like, yeah. <laughs> we didn't know anything. Yeah. We were so different back then, and it's, like, awesome that that was, like, s- groundwork for our friendship now. Totally, and it doesn't define your relationship, No, too, not at is, all. I, like, just it's knowing just, about, like, a funny thing that happened. Knowing about your friendship, opinion. it's it's crazy for me to... I don't know. I, I appreciate their friendship so much. Yeah. And um, I've also always, like, thought about how... I don't know. Like, if you're dating someone who's friends with someone they used to sleep with, like, being in this circumstance and knowing it's totally feasible to be like, yeah, we hooked up, like, when we were 21 and it was not great because we were both drunk, like, yeah, and we, like, we used to, like, flirt and talk to each other, but now, like, there's literally no way that there could be any romantic feelings. Mm-hmm. Like, to, and how would that make your partner feel, you know? Yeah. Because being in this situation, I, I'm putting myself in their shoes, too, because I've totally been someone who's been, like, you used to hook up with that girl, and you guys are friends. She's totally in love with you. Yeah. Or, like, you're trying to, like, you would get back together with her if you could or something yeah. like that. And me being in the in that same situation of like I am such good friends with people I've hooked up with that I like forget we even hooked up like it's weird because essentially they're essentially like big brothers to me now (laughs) that's a really that's an important stance to take because it's it's such a universal thing for women and men to be like I don't want you talking to this person jealous yeah Mm -hmm. oh my god like I can't even imagine dealing with that like the in college in in my relationship I was always concerned about my ex being around people that I knew that he had hooked up with or had feelings for once upon a time and it's just so easy to associate that with something threatening Mm -hmm. when in reality like you're saying like a lot of these situations are just like one-offs or like we were so young and like things have changed and we we don't want to fuck each other anymore yeah (laughs) it's like it was like a once upon a time thing it's almost like the opposite of like what normally happens like your friends first and then you fall in love yeah it's doing it the other yeah, way yeah now it's the opposite i yeah. mean it's not like i was in love with these people it was like we had like romantic feelings for each other first and then it became friendship yeah that's pretty that's mature yeah like that's like a very mature way to i mean it did not come out it did not come without 
a few hardships. hiccups. Yeah. But the fact that you can get to that point now and not have it be like. Yeah. Now it's like a funny joke between us. Yeah. God, I want to get to that point. Hooking up is such. I mean, it's been like almost a year now for me, but it's such a new thing to me that I don't have. I haven't had enough time past that. Like the people that I've hooked up with. Like you we're can at the pal point around. Where we can be friends. Yeah. yeah. And I, even like I like genuinely respect the guys that I've hooked up with, but mm-hmm. like there there's none of them I like want to like you know have a slumber party with yeah <laughs> you know yeah so i don't know Pile it'll be around. interesting to see how our relationships like evolve in the future i don't really talk to the majority of them anymore yeah i so. don't have a single ex that i'm friends with mm-hmm. that's sucks. different that's fair yeah uh there's some that i wish i like we could be friends but maybe one day there's nope thanks for listening love you love you Thank our you. children Whether you're a world-class athlete or a podcaster like me, we all understand the importance of mental and physical well-being and proper recovery for top-notch performance. That's why I'm excited that Unified Healing is sponsoring podcasts on the Blue Wire Network. Unified Healing is a new and super innovative global network of wellness centers powered by Energy Enhancement System, or EE System. If you haven't heard of the EE System yet, then you'll want to listen up. This technology promotes wellness, deep relaxation, purification, and rejuvenation. Wherever you are across the globe, access to a center is easy and affordable. Interested in experiencing the EE System technology for yourself? Go to unifiedhealing.com slash bluewire to learn more and find a center near you. That's unified, U-N-I-F-Y-D, healing.com slash bluewire. No material or testimonials on the Unified Healing website are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.